if you're sexually attracted to your friend, mm-hmm. it's not your friend. If you talk to him, you were sitting at the table and you talk to him and you saw his mouth and his hands. And if you want to kiss him or hug him or touch him, that's not a friend. At some point, it might go away. Maybe you become such a good friend and you have so much laughs and fun that it's grow into something different. And you only see how funny he is. That's even more dangerous. I feel like if I were to be very close friends with someone like Matt, where I think he's an yeah, then amazing why, person. Why not to have him in my life, right? Why he's not mine? If no, he's that's so funny. And well, exactly. Him. That's what I'm saying. Like I'll fall right. in love. I'll accidentally fall in love with him. And it's oh, and oh, it then will... you're in trouble. Then you're in trouble. But that's what I'm saying. I think that yeah, then you're... you have to pick very smart and ugly and fat people and be friends with them. back to the You Can Do Better podcast, episode number two with my dear friend, Matt Kessler of Too Many Records on YouTube. He is a hopeless romantic, a good friend, and we'll be talking a bit about friendships outside of relationships. What makes them okay? What makes them cross the line? How do you all feel about them when you're inside a relationship and your significant other has a friend? Or how do you feel when you're the single one friends with somebody who has a relationship? And how do we really manage those lines? And as for format, my mom will be listening to a previously recorded conversation between Matt and myself and giving her unfiltered response. So you're going to want to stay tuned for what she has to say. And let us know what you feel about this format. Give us a DM at you.can.do.better.podcast on Instagram or email me at rita.youcandobetter at gmail.com. And we are back for episode two, as promised, with my friend Matt Kessler of Too Many Records on YouTube. Say hi, Matt. Hey, guys. Thank you for having me, Rita. Absolutely. Thanks for finally joining us. Matt and I had some um, logistical planning issues, and <laughs> this is like our 15th redo, so, or 15th reschedule. This is the one. This is the one where it takes. This is the one where it takes, and this is this is when we make magic happen. Um, for those of you who don't know about Matt, uh, he's a tech guy, and he's on YouTube uh, with a thing called Too Many Records. They talk about vinyl records and collections and all of the things people who love vinyl want to hear about. Um, he's also... Yeah, I, I mean, like, I assume... So, like, when you tell me you've done something and, like, I watch your little... Uh, <laughs> your show. <laughs> My little show. <laughs> I'm a real boy. No, yeah. um, <laughs> I don't mean to belittle. I mean that it, it's, it's, I'm clearly not the, the target audience, but I mean, I assume like, you know what you're talking about and people who love vinyl are going to be talk- listening to you. It's going to be great. I've built a nice little ragtag group of uh, vinyl nerds to listen to yeah. what I have to say, which is cool. How long have you been drumming up your audience? Uh, about five years, a little over five years, yeah. That takes a lot of uh, a lot of work, a lot of upkeep. How many hours yeah. a week do you work on that? Too many to not make 
really good money from it. <laughs> yeah, like I, how uh, long do you work on a labor of love? I know this is a show about dating, but like labors of love are like really part of LA and New York's uh, under underbelly. <laughs> well, I, I, f- I feel like I'm dating my show. Yeah, okay. Um, so is she putting out me. yet? <laughs> no, it's ridiculous. Five years? <laughs> Five years of work. <laughs> I put a lot of time. I mean, I work a 40 hour a week job and then I come home and I'm either filming or editing or promoting it in some capacity. Um, and uh, yeah, it, I, I must work on it 20 hours a week at least. 20 hours a week at least. And that's in addition to your full-time job. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Um, so, uh, all right. I know this is a really smooth segue, but Matt, <laughs> in addition are. to uh, being a vinyl nerd who works on vinyl stuff 20 hours a week and being a tech guy with a full-time job, he's also a hopeless romantic and he's on the show for a reason, not just because of his vinyls. So Matt is on the show because we're friends, but... Also, in 2012, we dated for about five minutes. After graduating college, we both went to Binghamton together. Um, and it was a fun five minutes. It was a fine five minutes. I actually, well, you know, your, our date like was something I actually remembered. We stood on a line at uh, one of the, the UCB, UCB shows. Mm-hmm. Yep, it was the ASCAT, right? Mm-hmm. And I later went to Magnet Theater and did a bunch of improv, and it was one of the best things I ever did in my life. And you kind of started Everyone that, should do so improv, whether you're an actor or comedian or not. It's just, it's fun just to open up. And get over yourself, totally. But exactly. I, I remember having fun. And I normally, like, at that age, you just don't go out on dates. Like, it's like, it's really informal. You're, like, slobbering all over each other at a bar or, like, you're married. It's not. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that was that was my downfall for the majority of my dating life after college. Is that I'm like I want to go on a date, and girls are like I don't want to go on a date. I don't want to go on a date. I either want to like roll around naked with you, or just I don't know. I don't know. Or what text other back and forth nonsense for weeks and weeks and weeks until we stop texting each other and waste your time. And I just like the attention. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's a huge waste of time. Yes, um, but. Anyway, let's fast forward. We dated for five minutes. It was bad timing. We were young. You moved to LA. You wanted to be an actor. Um, and you came My over here. <laughs> um, I, I remember hearing it and I was like, I mean, who am I to tell you what not to do? But like, you know my family's super risk averse. So this is not something like I could ever tell my parents. So I was like, okay shoulder shrug. So seven (laughs) years later, (laughs) seven years later, I moved to LA. You're leaving LA. We have some ramen. And like, by the end of the meal, you mentioned a girlfriend. (laughs) And I wasn't intentionally coy. You... Not, not, in, I, you were definitely not intentionally coy. See, men do these things sometimes, but like it, when we run over the narrative in our heads, and then like oftentimes, obviously, we go back to tell our friends, we're like, Ugh. <laughs> it's there's still like details that, like, you know, men don't really think about, and we like, you know, it's fine. But basically, Matt has a girlfriend who's a stewardess. Is that what they're called these days? I think they go by flight attendant now. I think, I think stewardess, stewardess is, is, like an, is like an agent term. <laughs> a flight attendant. She's a stewardess. She was she was poached from high school and given a <laughs> uniform. 
You're going to be there. You're going like, to be in the stars, kid. By Howard Hughes. And, yeah. She's uh, actually 95 years old. Uh, so um, we're talking now. My point was that by the end of the meal that we had in LA, it was still clear that I wanted to be your friend and that you wanted to be my friend and that there was some value to the relationship despite the fact that we couldn't or wouldn't or aren't dating. And uh, that is something of value in my life. It's something, it's ironically something I've always had to deal with because I've always been like a self-proclaimed guy's girl. And what that <laughs> means is all my boyfriends really hate all my friends <laughs> and they choose like <laughs> maybe like one or two that they like, like you're cool. But like mostly everyone is regarded as like a threat. So let's talk about the fact that people do have these friendships outside of their relationships and like kind of where the lines are drawn because I know I have like despite the fact that I've always been the subject of this scrutiny I have some really harsh opinions and it almost doesn't make any sense but here we go <laughs> what do you cool. think I do I do as well <laughs> yeah uh I'm gonna give you the the, the floor because I want to hear what you have to say and I know I've said a lot of words already <laughs> you have but now I'll say some words um I this question has been something that I feel like people have asked for infinite since since men and women existed um and i think that it's a lot more specific and nuanced than the general question of can guys and girls be friends um there's like a billion different variables uh the big one being are they are the people that we're talking about in a relationship or not um the sub variable to that is are they a piece of shit who's willing to cheat there's like so many different um aspects that can be that we could dive into all of them on this podcast but ultimately i think the real question that gets boiled down to is does attraction matter in a legitimate friendship right isn't that kind of like what it ends up i don't know I, I disagree because i come from the camp of attraction builds it's not instant so i there are people i like know i want to have sex with immediately but like those are usually people who really fucking suck. So the people who like, <laughs> that's a whole other who, topic. That's a whole other video. Or uh, podcast know, right there. But like, but it's really central to this conversation because we're trying to say that the only people who are going to be our friends are the people we don't want to fuck. And I don't think that that's true because I think that that feeling gets built over time. I think like what for someone who is maybe labeled like a sapiosexual who for someone who doesn't know what that is, it's like you're attracted to intellect. Like, if you're building attraction for someone via intellect, then you actually might take some time to be attracted to them. And it won't be this instant, uh, you know, categorization that you do for someone that people like fuck Chuck or Mary in the first five minutes. I don't know if that's really the case. I, I don't think that really derailed my question or is, I think we're kind of saying the same thing is that like, if there's attraction, whether it's initial or if it builds, the question for me is, does that matter when it comes to a legitimate friendship? If like that friendship is, is illegitimate because there's attraction or not. There are moments in conversations like this when I channel my mom and hear only the faint sound of... If you're sexually attracted to your friend, mm -hmm. it's not your friend. Interesting. If you talk to him, like you met your friend, 
you were sitting at the table and you talked to him and you saw his mouth and his hands. And if you want to kiss him or hug him or touch him. That's not a friend. That's not a friend. Or maybe this, at some point, it might go away. Maybe you become such a good friend and you have so much laughs and fun that it's grow into something different. And you only see how funny he is. That's even more dangerous. I would like grow. I feel like if I were to be very close friends with someone like Matt, where I think he's an yeah, then amazing why, person. Why not to have him in my life, right? Why he's not mine? He's, no, he's that's so funny. And well, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like I'll fall right. in love. I'll accidentally fall in love with him. And it's oh, and oh, then it will, you're in trouble. Then you're in trouble. But that's what I'm saying. I think that the person yes. who's in the relationship can very much play this game. Like, oh, I have this, and I have all these friends, and da 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 da. But like, if you're single and you're friends with someone who wants to be friends, who right. has no right making a friendship with you because they've already mm-hmm. have this intimate thing with someone else, yeah, then you're don't. you're eventually gonna just fall in love with them, and you're gonna be in pain. Absolutely. So, the moral of the story. You have to pick very smart and ugly and fat people and be friends with them. <laughs> I guess Shows I see up. what you're saying. I do think it illegitimizes the friendship. Like if there's a mutual attraction, because then there's like a, like a hotbed of, a, of like a landmine. Like I feel it, like... That- isn't it only a landmine if you're prone to making bad decisions? I think that's incredibly judgmental. I think that people are actually really good and, and good intentioned in the first place. So I'll give you an example. Let's say you're married for many years and you're married to another couple and they're your best friends. And um, one of the couples gets divorced, but each of you is still best friends with the husband and the wife or whatever it is. And, or maybe just one, just the wife is like left over in the divorce. You guys chose the wife and you're still married. And your wife says, Hey, your schedule melds well with my friend's newly freed up schedule. She's super fucking depressed. I'd like you to take her to lunch once a week and make sure that she's okay. Because she feels to me like she's on the brink of something. And I, it's important that we watch out for her. You agree you're a good husband, you do it. And over time, you start developing intimacy that's not physical. It's, you're learning more about this person because you're spending this like one-on-one time with them. And over time, you develop a feeling for them that you've never had before, but you developed because you all of a sudden had this opportunity to spend time with them. It's like, it's almost like, have you ever heard of <laughs> the library effect? <laughs> where, I feel like, like this sounds familiar. <laughs> this, I think this is a Binghamton thing. <laughs> oh, like um, the Binghamton library? Specifically? Yeah. Bartle? Well, <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I'm about to say this, but like, you know, when you're like studying for finals and like you've been in there for so long and then like, this ugly dude or this ugly chick is there and like but you're not objectively ugly whatever the hell you don't want to have sex with them initially and like a week goes by and like they're still there and like their diligence is like a turn on for you and then like comparatively speaking just because you're in like proximity of them you're like oh wow you're not so bad anymore like it's that kind Rita, of this thing. has never happened to me this is, <laughs> i can't relate to what you just said at all for the first the first reason being that i didn't study that hard for my finals so i never was there oh, 
Don't be one of those people. Oh, whatever. You didn't study that hard. Yeah, I didn't. I I was an English major. Do you think it was difficult to graduate as an English major? That's actually like totally valid. I (laughs) I started out as an English major and I got scared out of it by some girls. This is a true story. Did I ever tell you about this alumni weekend? No. No. Alumni weekend of freshman year. I was I was an English major and these two women came back for alumni weekend and they were they felt to me like Binghamton, like from Binghamton. And they were two like very scantily clad 45-year-olds. Oh <laughs> and um, they look at me, we're on the line for the bathroom. So like everyone's online. It's a long line. It's at the sports bar. And mm, uh, they're like or sports bar. Sports bar. And he they look at me and they're like they point at that beige couch that's right outside the bathroom and they're like, is that the cum couch? And I'm like, oh my God. And then <laughs> they just struck me as like really just not people I wanted to be like. And so I'm trying to be diplomatic here. They went on to tell me that they were English majors and that all anybody wanted to know when they graduated was how many minutes of, uh, um, how many words a minute they could type. And I was like in the transfer office the next day. <laughs> Wow, that is that is definitely the worst case scenario in terms of trying to believe in your major. Um, I was, that, I just, I think I was just really aimless, and I had no idea why I was an English major anyway. I was like, I like reading. So, yeah, I was like, I like um, reading. Yeah, um, yeah. So that wasn't that wasn't me being like I'm so smart. I aced my physics finals. It was like <laughs> I I wrote some papers in my room, and then I smoked a lot of weed. So that yeah. was kind of like the uh, the finals for me. But uh, that being said, um, the library effect. I understand it theoretically, but so it's I feel never like happened in- to you. You've never developed like an attraction for someone that you didn't have right away. Of course, that's happened to me. Of course, but that's okay. That in this scenario, though, those are two different things. Because in the married person <laughs> scenario, you're married, and in this scenario, you're tired and kind of desperate <laughs> and and theoretically single. So they're okay. completely different, right? I'd be right? tired and desperate in a married scenario too. I just want to point that out. Okay, so in um, that scenario then, are you saying that the right move would be to... Obviously, you're not saying this, but you're, are you saying the moves there are to either cheat on your wife or mm, or no. divorce your wife? No, I'm saying that you don't put yourself in the scenario to build intimacy with someone who's not your wife in the first place. But I, like you said, that intimacy might just grow organically without you even intending on it. Building. Yeah, but that that mechanism by which the intimacy is growing is already there and obvious to me as, a, as an outside spectator. And the only reason it wouldn't be obvious to someone inside is because they're clouding their judgment on like, oh, I wouldn't, I couldn't. And I'm like, you don't know who future you is going, what, you're, what future you is going to do and where the shatter is going to be in, in your relationship that makes room for something shitty to happen. Like, honestly shit happens and people make decisions to build intimacy during times where shittiness isn't happening. So there's trust there. And so they build trust. And I know I sound super cynical, but I've seen a lot of stuff happen because my mom has, you know, kind of reported back to me like all these horror stories over the years of like, whenever I describe to you an example, it's something I know as a real example as a real story. Yeah, it was fairly specific. I, I had a feeling it was grounded in reality at least a little bit. Yeah. Um, it's a scary reality to, to imagine that like things can start completely innocuously and build not because either person is a bad person. So I can say this. 
I don't consider myself some kind of moral, like high ground person in the sense of like trying to like lord my morals over others. But I'm 30 years old. I've never cheated on anyone. That's really nice, Matt. What do we think mom had to say about that? It's so boring. I know. 30 years old and never cheated on anyone. Why? He was committed all the time to one girl and not play this game when you feel for this boy, for this boy, or for this girl, and you want to go and do something else. (laughs) out of his mind. (laughs) What he going to do for the rest of his life? Bite his elbows? He did not do anything? <laughs> oh my God, I'm so glad I was had such a good experience with this. So wait, what does that mean? You, you, you think that people should get their bad behavior out of the way when they're young? It's not a bad behavior. When I mean, you're if young, you're hurting people and cheating on them, it's bad when, behavior. No, when you're cheating, you're not hurting anyone. It's not a bad behavior. Oh my God, it feels so good. Like you date one guy and you go out with him and he goes home with you, walk you home. And then another one comes with a champagne and candy and you kissing with him for two hours. Mom, I think like your idea of what cheating means is like rated G. Like what the fuck are you talking about? We are talking about cheating, cheating. Like you're dating someone seriously and then you go fuck someone else. That's what it we're feels, talking about. Yeah, it feels also good when you're not married. I think well, I don't. Feel- that's fucking crazy. No, I disagree with you. It does not feel good when you're not married. But I cheated on my you, boyfriend in college. I hated what? myself. You hated yourself. I wanted okay. to kill myself. I couldn't even look you're him in the stupid. face. You're stupid. You're stupid. You okay? You're you a sociopath. And back to us, Matt. I've never even personally been in a situation where I had to make a decision to cheat on someone or not. Because for me, if I felt strong enough that I wanted, I was in a position where I was going to cheat on someone and it wasn't like a scenario where I was just so drunk and it was all happening, which mm-hmm. has never happened. Mm-hmm. I would make that decision to be responsible and break up with the person because you're not, you clearly are not in a committed relationship because you have this desire to be with someone else that's strong enough. I 100% that agree cons- with that. It's consuming you. I so agree with that. I feel like a lot of people don't have that level, at least a lot of friends I've had and known through the years don't have that level of fortitude and that's how cheating happens. Mm, yes and no. I don't know. I think cheating happens at different levels and different degrees. There are, yeah, there is cheating. Like when that kind of cheating happens though, you're like kind of rolling out the red carpet for the cheating. You're like going out, getting drunk with your buddies, putting yourself in the position to do so. And then like your brain is always like, well, I don't know. If it happens, then it happens, and I'll make excuses for myself later. Um, I don't know. I feel like that stuff. It's like already predetermined that they're like. I've always seen guys who who cheat. They like already know they're gonna cheat. Totally. Yeah. I I I have I've had friends in my life who like unabashedly are not proud of cheating, but they're just like it's a it's a given when they get in a relationship they're going to cheat on that person, and that's I guess just a personality type. That's yeah. It's more so than just a choice. It's kind of just like who they have been, who they have grown up to be based on their experiences shaping them to be that person. Um, Whether it's friends they were around, whether it was family values, whether it was being hurt in the past and feeling vengeful. There's a million different little reasons as to why that could could happen. I feel like the, the core question of this podcast of can men and women be friends 
I think that in 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 a in a proper scenario where both people have no desire to cheat because they're in a happy relationship, even if they're attracted to each other, they can be friends because what we do as people is we harmlessly flirt with each other. And mm-hmm. pretty much every relationship I've ever been in, I've been on the same page with the person, even ex-girlfriends that may have been extremely jealous, where you both understand that, yeah, we flirt. People flirt. It's just kind of like a thing that we do, whether it's a defense mechanism or whether it's just a way to pass the time, you're bored. As long as that doesn't become something tangible, it's harmless if there's no emotional investment or physical action on it. So I'm, I get you. I know what you're saying, but it's so easy for it to be asymmetrical. When totally. one person starts reading into things a little more and the other person is kind of just like making sure they still have it. <laughs> so like, <laughs> like I've had like guys that have girlfriends, like anything from the guy who's talking to you at the bar who doesn't mention his girlfriend until like 15 minutes into the conversation. And you're like, okay, cool. My brain just flatlined. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go to the bathroom now. Fuck you. Um, and, or... Like I've had, I've had, um, like I had a, a client actually call me to, out to dinner and was clearly having issues with his girlfriend, and mentioned that they were kind of having issues throughout the entire dinner. He paid for this three hundred dollar dinner. He kept touching my arm throughout the entire night, and then at the end of the night, hugged me goodbye, texted me about 30 minutes later to tell me like, I hope you don't get the wrong idea and that we're just, this is just about being friends. So like, I think the word friends can be bastardized is what I'm saying. Like, well, okay, this I, is- I think that was a really disingenuous attempt at being my friend. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think that's like one side of the spectrum of this conversation. Like this is a, you said it was a client, so he's not a friend of yours. It he was, was a former that- client. He was, a, there was tension and we had worked with each other from like previous employer. And then I, I like moved to LA and, and he got in touch. So it was not, he wasn't a client at the time. Okay. That being said though, did you guys have a friendship prior to this? Like a, like a, like a, would you consider him a friend prior to this dinner? More than a client. Yes. No, but not like, not like an acquaintance or someone you're friendly with or someone you even like a friend. Was this person someone you were friends with? No, not a friend. No. Okay. So then in this scenario, this is someone who was having a bad relationship and he was rude by leading you on. That's not what friends do. So I wouldn't consider that guy a good friend. So I feel like that doesn't even apply theoretically because he's just someone who was trying to absolve himself of any guilt. Perhaps. But what I'm saying is that he's kind of using it as a cover because I just moved to LA and he wanted to like, he was trying to say like, he wanted to be my friend and that's, and and theoretically speaking, someone can use that as a cover in what we're talking about. Like, hey, she's just my friend. So like... I guess what I'm alluding to is like new friends (laughs) is a very gray area. It it boils down to intention though. It really does. This guy sounds like the kind of person who would, in the right scenario, would cheat because he's unhappy in his relationship and he's kind of testing the waters a little bit. Yeah, trying to make sure he still can. Just like I just said. Exactly, exactly. So that's different than someone else. Like let's say, uh, because I'm speaking, let's just use myself. I, I... 
could be in in his shoes and i could just be friends if like because i wouldn't let it go too far because you're still in a committed relationship and that's that's important that's and then th- there are people that view it as important and there are people that don't and th- it's i know you say everyone has good intentions i don't agree with that i think there's a lot of shitty people out there and, and not I everyone think- has good intentions. I just don't want to throw away the possibility that people can have good intentions. I, I I recognize that there are good people out there with good partners and people who don't want to stray. I But I just recognize that people are super susceptible to flaws and flawed behavior if they allow for that in kind of like growing a relationship outside of their relationship. I think what it comes down to is that if you have a friend and you're if you're in a relationship, uh, so uh, let me dial it back for a second. So this whole discussion is basically involving people where one is in a relationship and the other is not, or both are in a relationship, right? This isn't about doesn't matter. I don't know. Not really. I, I think that I think that if there's a, a single person involved in the situation, it's already dangerous. Um, and maybe if both people have relationships, it's temporarily not dangerous. And it, as soon as one of those people doesn't have a person, then it's dangerous again. All right. So let, let's, let's talk about this, the first level of dangerous where one person's in a relationship, the other one is not. If you're spending time with each other mm-hmm. and one of you is in this relationship, I feel like it, if you're both attracted to each other, I feel like there it, it accelerates the possibility of something bad happening. Absolutely. Um, and you're spending a lot of time together alone for whatever reason. Maybe your, you're working but that's together. That's your choice. That's your choice whether or not you want to make that time you spend alone, intimate time. And again, that's starting like if you guys are one on one getting drunk together, going to dinner all the time one on one, that sounds like dating to me. That does that's, sound like dating, but that that is what I'm saying. Like a lot of people think that that's okay if you have good intentions and you don't do anything about it. I there's think diff- that, that feels intimate. There's to a me. difference between having good intentions and saying I have good intentions. It you know, do you know what I mean? Like there's a blurred two line. separate things. There's sometimes there's a blurred line because sometimes people expect you to to trust hmm. seemingly blurry actions that like you might be construed as suspicious on one person, but if you 100% trust them, then it might not. But I feel like I'm not sure I'm that person that would tolerate that. I'd be like, hmm, I'm not sure. It's, I mean, in my, in all my previous relationships, um, I feel like I've, I've been friends with girls who I've been attracted to. Mm -hmm. And, I would even go as far as to say I've been out without my significant other with these people, not one-on-one, but in groups where everyone was kind of having fun, drinking, flirting, whatever it may be. And I don't know. I just, I never, I never foresaw it going to that level. And, and then I guess if you think further and you think to yourself, what would I do if they were to come on to me? There's no way to truly know how you would act. In those in that scenario, but I'd like to think that I would act responsibly and, and reject it. 
I don't know. It really depends on the combination of alcohol and vulnerability and loneliness and how sturdy your relationship is at the moment. That's exactly. That's, that's what I meant by so many variables. When I first said that, when we first started this whole thing, <laughs> this is not a cut and dry question by any means. This is yeah. this is something that, that people have been debating forever. And, and, and the reason that there's not a, an answer that everyone agrees upon is because there's so many different little things that affect the outcome. Like, are you happy? Are you unhappy? Are you, are you going through something at work and like it's affecting the way that you're temporarily feeling? There's, there's so many little things that can make it go either way. But I ultimately think that if you have two people that don't have a history of cheating and I think the odds are better that they can be friends even if they're attracted to each other. I agree. And also I think, um, I think also that if you take into account the spouse and the relationship. So for example, my best friend of 20 years, he is, it's a dude, obviously. He's a heterosexual dude married to a woman. And when she came into the picture, it was amazing. Uh, he's, she's like the pea to his carrot and they're meant for each other. And when she came into the picture, I remember him telling me that like she wasn't cool with all of his girlfriends. Like some of them were like, uh, I could see you dating her. No. <laughs> and others were like me, were like, we've never touched each other. We've never even come close. So like uh, that wasn't even a question. But there are intimacies I share with him that are like no one else. I, I don't talk to anyone else about certain subjects. And like, I would lose my mind if anything ever happened to him. Like stuff like very sisterly vibes, but also that can be by the wrong woman construed as something different. But she, and that's I'm, where, and that's I'm lucky where that she's honesty, smart. Yeah, I'm about to say that's where honesty and transparency, transparency are important, but also trust. Because I feel like if, if you're concerned about this with a significant other's friends or vice versa, you ha- if you don't trust the person you're with, that's the that's the core issue you got to kind of figure out. And if you do trust them, and they lay it out, and they say, "Hey, you know, we're I'm really close with this person. Um, there's nothing romantic or sexual between us, but we are we do have an intimate friendship, and it's important to me." If you trust the person you're with, you should be fine with that. Even if at times you you kind of like question it, that's just natural as a human to kind of raise a red flag for a second, as long as you put it down when you become rational again and you say, you know what, I trust my partner not to do anything that they wouldn't, that I wouldn't want them to do in that scenario. And when someone undermines that trust, that's, that's the next step. That's, that's, that happens unfortunately a lot, but I don't think it's, I don't think it's something that is a default. I do want to go down this trusting happy path with you, but I do think also that I'm a major proponent of like, if you do feel that gut feeling like, hmm, is something going on there? If you're not a crazy person, if you're not like one of those people who freaks out about everything and normally has like a feeling of jealousy about everything, like I think that if you trust your gut and something feels off, feels like something's wrong, even if it's just a feeling, I think like pay attention to it. Like, not don't lean into it. Don't attack people. Don't accuse anyone. But I think Who that are you that in is this scenario. Who? Which? Which role are you playing? <laughs> I'm, I'm getting lost. It's like a the it's like person a because you because you were like oh uh, you know if if there's red flags put them down uh, because it's human to get je- jealous but you can put it away blah 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 I don't know but like I I'm thinking that like maybe sometimes if you're if you think you're getting cheated on or if there is something to be suspicious of, sometimes the red flag feeling is a red flag feeling. 
Yeah. I mean, uh, again, that, that kind of just backs again, backs into my point of if you, if you have this gut feeling, talk about it with, with your partner, of course. And, but then at that point, if, if your partner is honest and true, they should be able to theoretically talk you off that kind of mental ledge that all of us have been at. Um, and if you don't come off the ledge, then you don't trust your partner because at that point you're just trusting your gut feeling that in this scenario that we're outlining, the guy and the girl that you're worried about aren't doing anything wrong. So then the person is kind of being unreasonable if you don't trust what your partner is saying. I guess that's true. Yes, I, guess I got could, one. I yeah. got one. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I we could like all everything do I've a said, little you're better. Like, no, no, no. <laughs> I have to con- contradict everything you say. It is my job. No, I, it's true. That's I have fine. a lot of strong opinions on this, but like, I flip flop because obviously, like, I'm the person who gets accused of like having a lot of guy friends, and I'm also the girlfriend of the guy who's married and. Uh, but I also don't feel like I really want a guy with a bunch of girlfriends who like hang around all the fucking time. So I don't really know. <laughs> I'm not an expert. I just have some strong opinions about what I'd like to experience in my own life. Listen, everyone is baseline. Everyone has baseline jealousy. Not everyone's a jealous person, but every time I've been in a relationship, I don't consider myself a jealous person. But if my girlfriend has like a very attractive male friend and they have a good relationship, of course, in the back of your head, you're like, oh, well, they're going to cheat on me. But then you, you, you kind of like, like stifle that thought because if you actually are in a good relationship, then that shouldn't be an issue. And that's just, that's, that's insecurity rising up in a place that it shouldn't. But it happens to literally everyone. It's just like, it's just because you see something and you know that this has happened with other people countless times in the history of the world. So you're like, why would it not happen here? But the reason why it won't is because theoretically, you're in a, a positive, <laughs> committed relationship. Theoretically, your girlfriend respects you and also manages right. what manages optics. Like she's not like leaning hard into hanging out full time with her friend and hoping that you don't react to it either. Right. You know. Right. Because that that sounds like a bad relationship. If, if you're like, hey, this is kind of making me uncomfortable. They're like, it's fine. Nothing's happening. <laughs> actually, you know what? You know what's you know what's funny. I'll actually share this briefly. Okay. Um, my. Uh, my first girlfriend, I was uh, a sophomore in high school and I was really into this girl. She was a freshman. No, was that a junior? It might've been a junior or sophomore. I don't remember. It was one of those dumb years where everything was awful. And I met this girl and I was really into her way out of my league. And I was dating her for like three months. Okay, that's like, like a best, whole I mean, other episode topic, by the way, way out of your league. Just like, side note, go on. <laughs> I know, in retrospect, she was not. But in the moment, as a 16-year-old or a 15-year-old, and okay. when I thought that. I know mm-hmm. that she was not, especially because of what I'm about to say. So, <laughs> uh, I, all my friends knew I really, I would just only wanted was a girlfriend. Like you said in the beginning, in, in your lovely intro of me, I'm, I, I've been a hopeless romantic pretty much my whole life. And uh, I, all I wanted was a girlfriend. And I didn't want any girlfriend. I wanted a quality girlfriend. And they... And I, I, everything was going really well. And I was really excited to be dating this girl. And it seemed to be great. And my best friend at the time, he uh, started hanging out with her one-on-one. And I didn't find out from either of them. I found out from another friend. And I thought that was super weird. Um, and I kind of asked him about it. And he was like, he's like, oh, we're just, we're just friends. He's like, I, she's really cool. I, there's nothing going on. And I was like, okay. And then I asked her about it. And she said, 
okay, so here's the deal. I kind of have a crush on him, but I like you more. <laughs> Sounds like some 16-year-old 16, 16 shit. Well, I, I lost my 16-year-old shit, and I, <laughs> went I went absolutely berserk, um, and I broke up with her, and I disowned him as a friend. We're friends again now. Um, really? But, Interesting. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because he, he, he was in my, in my life ever since then. And for like a year, I was like really mad. But as I got older, especially in like college when life just like took a different path, like I, I was able to forgive that shitty moment. But they dated for like a year. That um, sounds like something I would do at 16. <laughs> yeah, but but so. that's, that's the scenario where I felt something was weird and she mm -hmm. was like, nothing's weird. So that's basically like a junior version of what we're talking about. A hundred percent. I mean, this like we literally do things like this to each other as human beings, left and right. And half the time, it's because I bet that this sixteen-year-old girl, because I like to give people the benefit of the doubt, believe it or not, um, she probably didn't even realize until it actually was too late. Like, she probably was like, "I'm fine. I'm gonna spend friend time with this guy, and I'm just a guy's girl." And then it like you know turn into something because that's how feelings work. <laughs> right. You know? At the expense of my fragile 16-year-old feelings. I know. You remind me. So you're reminding me of that meme uh, that I, I'm, oh I keep seeing. It's, I think it's a refinery 29. It's like, there's like a lot of sassy female handles out there at this point. <laughs> and it's like, it said like, men get their heart broken at 16 and literally never recover. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, and I that's, think that's probably, like literally that's what you're accurate. describing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's uh, that definitely. I think you recovered nicely. <laughs> I think I you'll think be so fine. Too. Yeah, I think I, I slid into home at the end, but I definitely yeah. was tripping over myself for many bases. Um, I, there's so many ways to interpret that. Don't do this to me. <laughs> <laughs> Please go on. <laughs> okay, so the bottom line is that you believe that it could be done as long as you know, you have your faculties. You're a rarity though. Like I have to say like at the expense of, or at the risk of sounding like I'm like kissing your butt. I'm serious. Like no, you're, go on, go, you're on. go on. You're rare. Like it's true. There's a lot of men who just literally don't know how to call themselves out that way or stop themselves that way. And I've met all of them. <laughs> I've been friends with a lot of them. Yeah. So like people who are listening to this, like this is not a point of view coming from Joe Schmo, because your average Joe is going to actually like act on shit and pretend like he didn't know he was going to act on shit. And then all this like lack of accountability and all this stuff. I know I sound like I've dated a bunch of really shitty assholes, but I also have this like plethora of qualitative research from my mother. So it's not like <laughs> I'm only referencing my own love life. I'm referencing like a hundred other love lives at all times. <laughs> um, That's so yeah. Cool. It is thorough. I try. I, I I understand that what I have experienced is not the only thing that could possibly happen. So, of course. all right. So I get how you feel about this. Where is the line that's drawn? What's what's the like moment? Let's say you're like we're going down the happy path. Sorry, I'm using text text speak because I'm a project manager and <laughs> I say happy path a lot at work. Um, we're on the happy path. We're on the happy path of you're hanging out with a friend. Um, sometimes this friend hangs out with your girlfriend too, and everyone trusts each other. It's a big happy world. Where is the line? Like, let's say that girl, that asymmetry starts happening that we talk about, and like 
she's like got this one day where she, you know, she does the girl thing and she's like, well, he did this. So I'm going to interpret it like he's into me, even though he still has a girlfriend and literally nothing has changed. <laughs> and, uh, right. Then she like decides in her mind that like, you know, it's a thing. I Maybe think the she problem- doesn't make a move on you. She just, go ahead. Sorry. No, it's. It, I, I think the problem then is when people get in their heads and they don't just they don't communicate. That's the biggest problem in relationships. When people don't communicate. That's what causes people to cheat on each other. That's what causes people to fight with each other over nothing. Uh, people not sharing how they feel because they're too scared or they don't trust. Well, that's vulnerability. The that's the, if she suspects that something is going on and she wants to communicate it. The only thing that extinguishes that in for that situation is you telling her that. It is in fact not there and she gets rejected and your friendship is ruined and poof, you're, there is no friendship. And that's a, that's a reality of life. That sucks. Yeah. If, if, it gets, if it gets to that point and, and, the, and she's completely honest and is like, this is what I think is happening. And if the guy is completely honest and is like, I'm sorry, it's not. If you can't move past that, you know what? That's just life. That happens all the time. Most people can't. Your ego doesn't normally recover from that. Like you can't just like show up the next day and like start playing video games and be boys. You know, like I don't know. Well, maybe you maybe you're not friends anymore. That's what I mean. Maybe that friendship right. becomes awkward and fizzles out. Um, you know, anything involving romance and sex has a tendency has a possibility and a strong probability of getting if it if it doesn't go perfectly, it's gonna mm-hmm. go horribly. Like like you're gonna, it's you're gonna make that relationship uncomfortable, awkward, stressful, just because emotions are in play that are not friendly emotions. And Isn't that horrible? Like it's the horrible. possibility that that's it fizzle out any moment. Oh God, I struggle with yeah. that. It sucks. <laughs> I don't think anyone except for a sociopath would be like, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> I guess, but like some people seem to like be having more fun than others, or maybe that's just their Instagram lying to me. Um, it's a hundred percent their Instagram lying, or they're sociopaths. Probably a little bit of both. Do you have anything you want to ask my mom? Because my mom, I know she likes, she feels probably closer to how you feel, um, and I'm going to ask her about it later, and she's going to listen to this conversation and give her two cents. Um, do you have anything that you want her to answer? I want her I want her to give me her thoughts on my high school story. Mom? The girl said, I have crush on someone else, but I like you more. Right? Okay, you drop the friend. That's right. I a little bit not sure about the term and out of my league. What is out of my league? You think she's more beautiful? She's smarter? Then yeah, probably. Then That's probably what he meant. In the beginning, then you're already a loser. Mom, if we're talking can... about 16-year-olds. 16-year-olds see everything in a hierarchy. When you're in high oh, school in the oh, United okay. States, it's like, she's popular, I'm not. Oh, she's okay. hot, I'm not. That's what he was saying. Okay, because I never experienced this, what is out of my league. Well, you I, didn't experience that because you were cute and everyone was in your league. That's why you didn't experience No, that. not because of this. I had girlfriends who was a hundred times cuter than me. I'm not, I was not even cute, like cute. Yes, you were. I was just, no, I was not, but I was okay. so funny and I was so sure that everybody likes me. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds familiar. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 
now that we've exhausted the conversation about friendships and cheating, who knew that was going to evolve into conversation about cheating? I think we can all use a little break now. Let's do some swiping with mom. This is no. It's a no. No. This is also a no. No. Okay, this, I just want to describe for the audience that I just landed on a guy, John, of course, he also owns his own construction company. And yes. <laughs> I don't know if that's code for he's in the mafia. I have no idea. It's okay. Mafia is okay. No, it is not, they mom. Find people. They don't kill everybody. They kill, they kill their wives when they fuck up. <laughs> okay. They kill here and there, but not more than this. Yeah, no. Okay. They, kill. they kill, but they save. Yeah. Just like Chappelle says. They kill, but they save. <laughs> okay. Another thing I love Bumble for, um, so this is what we call badges, where you can really understand the person's, what mm-hmm. they think is important to tell you, really. Mm-hmm. Because they're not telling you everything. They're telling you what they think That's is important. That's what eno- more than enough. You see? Right here. He's conservative Active. and Christian. I'm not going to do that because that is a very important part yeah. of him. That's it. I'm then not. You're not. I'm, I, I will sure. not date anyone who... Uses Religious. the word conservative in uh-huh. a sentence right. and uses it as a way to control my behavior. Okay. Um, I, I don't mind spiritual guys, but um, I think that a lot of people have gripes with, with organized religion at this point. And I think that that's something that is a really an, an immediate deal breaker for me. Another guy who's... Um, <laughs> so yeah I'm swiping here and my mom is just shaking her head no not for like because, maybe all of these guys not because he has tattoo I know absolutely not let's be clear but I love tattoos face. and he has just a dumb look on right. his face Patrick 35 yeah you're a tall guy and a dog guy that's really great fantastic nope who's this um a guy also taking pictures with I think his sister and his mom it's his, his mom and it's his, his sister, sister yeah oh. for sure Family friend, that's okay. He also looks like an idiot. <laughs> in this picture, yes, because he's with a child and they're trying and to make is faces. A child. Mm. I don't think he's bad. Okay, let's see. Let's re- let. Okay, so cute. I think the process is this: we look through your photos right away, and then if your photos are okay, we start reading the content. Favorite quality in a person: candor. Okay. Project manager. I'm a project manager. What kind of project? I'm curious. Well. Okay, you you're going too fast. At Acom Sports Stadium Division, so he's he's uh he's working in sports. That's very cool. I think you should meet the guy. I like him. I mean, so another thing, mommy, and it's not that easy. So if we match right now, mm-hmm. okay, then I say something clever. Then I have to wait for him to respond. Then. Mm-hmm. We might talk for a few days, and then you never meet. And then it's sometimes okay. it never process, happens. So it did not it didn't mean to be. It's okay. This? No. Ew. Ew. No. Yeah. Okay, oh. what about Joseph 33? I have to see more. Here He's a manager car. at Jeep. What is Jeep? Jeep. Like the car? Ah, okay. No. No. Why no? What what's your what's your immediate no about? Dumb. He sound he looks dumb, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the one thing you really can't pretend about, guys. I mean, Men and women, we, we, it's, it's really easy to tell in your eyes if there's something yeah. going on in your head. And it's not much. <laughs> it's not much most Almost of the time, unfortunately. Okay. Oh, Almost. dear. Whoever could put God. a picture like this. 
men, I don't know what you're Relaxing. thinking sometimes, but like, it's like almost like you think your dating life is a fucking joke. And I get insulted by some of the lack of effort that's get put into the, some of these apps. Who can look at this and be turned on? Right. Like, what? I just so you guys know, the, the first. Full of, uh, could, what is this? Whipped cream. Whip so cream. this guy is like his first photo, his very first photo is him laughing with a mouthful of whipped cream, which really just looks like he's foaming at the mouth. So left swipe, we go. Wes, 40. He's a pilot. No, very not, dangerous. You don't want to no. be the of age of 35. <laughs> so there are cut and dry rules, right? The things yeah, we protect ourselves safe, from. Right. Yeah, you have to protect yourself. I can't tell what his face looks like. Every single photo is with a sunglass. Mm-hmm. His eyes are tired. His eyes are tired? You can't see his eyes. Yeah. No, no. Yuck. Yeah. Ooh. Another one with the shirt yeah. off. Too young. 31 is not too young. Guys, too I'm 32. Young. Too young. You need some. I can't cut people out when they're one year younger okay, than me. Okay, that's crazy. You don't like the picture and with a short out. He's showing his body right away. Yeah. It's not nice. At the gym. Yeah, nice. so more than one photo without your shirt is really annoying. And also, we'll get along if you're easygoing, like the gym, boating, dogs, and food. Not bad. I actually love all of this also, but something else. Has. You're not easygoing. I'm not easygoing. <laughs> what, I don't care what who the fuck you are out there. Women love to agree to the statement, I'm easygoing. I am not easygoing. No woman is really particularly easygoing. We so all are human beings okay, who have their own going, needs. So? But yeah, but what is he? What is he really saying that he's looking for someone easygoing just to let him live his life as he lived it before without any change? I think that's really what that means. You think so? I, I think, think what they're really saying is like, don't assume stuff. You just have to. No, I'm not assuming. This is from practice. Like when you go out with a guy who wants someone who's easygoing, that's a really cute puppy. <laughs> when you when you agree to, to to hang out with a guy who's easygoing, it's like mm -hmm. he is more likely to make you feel bad for being human and more likely to make you feel like everything has to be really peaceful, no conflict, no nothing. And of course, this looks like his daughter. She looks exactly like him. That what might be a niece. Because he says, want some day for kids. So it doesn't, so it says that he doesn't okay, have kids. Okay, let's pass on it. Okay. I don't really like him. Gregory, 38. Yes, the suit is great. The suit photos are good. Face is not bad. Uh, yeah, Smart. It's all right. He's a little old for, old looking for me. Maybe it's pictures. And, uh, and pictures. those are his sons. Too many. Yeah. Way too many. So things get complicated, guys, when we get older. Right. Uh, I've recently been thinking about this. Good. Yeah. Good. I've recently been thinking about this, mom, where how old do I get before I say to myself, I'm not willing to throw someone away for having a family already. You can say it today if you meet the right guy. That's what it's I mean. Okay. Like, I'm okay yes, with being fine. someone's stepmom. Yeah, it's it's okay. Right? No, no problem. It's, it is a problem, but it's not. It really depends on the, on the history and, the, and what happened, right? It's, it's only important what you feel about each other that you the most important person for him 
and then you raise his children together. That's fine. Okay. So I'm going to switch to Hinge to see if we get a different set because I'm also weary of the fact that they have different matching mechanisms, Hinge okay, and Bumble. Let's see. Okay, so I'm now on Hinge, and my, my location is set to L.A. Okay. And my mom's going to get a chance to see what I'm working with out okay, there. Okay, let's see it. Okay, so this is pretty typical. Guys who love vegetables, this guy's mm -hmm. taking selfies with his buddy. All right. Eating, eating veggies. He's 6'2". He's a finance broker. He's from Australia. Mm-hmm. How old is he? Oh, no, he's a Kiwi. He's a New Zealander. Um, he is 32. Yeah, I would meet him. You would meet him, right? Mm -hmm. So the way Hinge works is this. you They have a heart for all these parts of their your profile. And the reason for that is that they're asking you to think hard on what is it that mm -hmm. you like about this person right. and indicate to them what it is. Mm -hmm. So it's okay, like, which it's photo nice. or fact made me say yes? This. This is what makes me say yes. Look how passionate he looks. Excited about life. He looks like... So this is definitely a creative guy who produces produces content. Mm -hmm. And it looks like one of his photos is he's on the job. And the way he smiles about what he's doing Absolutely, makes me yes. want to be next to him immediately. And that is really, really what we're looking for. Okay. This is another thing. Um, I'm trying to not only swipe right when I swipe right... On Hinge, even, it's helpful to add a comment when you like someone. So I'm going to say that the look on his face makes me want to see what's on that camera. Okay. Yeah. All right. Sent. So I think I'm working with a little something better in L.A. as far as looks go sometimes. <laughs> I know. I'm being super shallow, but like, really, girls got to eat. So I want to see. This is gorgeous. He's a guy. super hot guy, but that is scary. Oh, no, it's not. I don't know. Nick32, Just... you work at Google and you live in Santa Monica, but you're super hot. And yeah, I don't what know. What is he doing? He works at Google. He's a oh, he's a tech guy. Okay. So that's also check check check. That's great. So, he's an check, atheist. Check, check. I love atheists. For you, me, that's synonymous you, with intellectual. Yeah. He looks like he is. <laughs> would never hit you back with just a uh, LOL. That is the I'm the type of texter who would never hit you back with just an LOL. I think that's a great fact about yeah. him. So you see, we found right away somebody we like. Two yeah. Of them right away. So what are you doing there in uh, LA without me? <laughs> what are you actually doing? So maybe maybe this means you have to move out there because I need my mommy. <laughs> <laughs> then I have to start look for a, a new husband. Oh, that's I no, that's not really it. an no. option. This means okay. I'll 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 say something later. I'm just gonna say I like him. Yes. Okay. No. Oh, I like gingers though. No, Chris is a ginger unusual skills that thing where you flick your cheek and make a water drop sound okay <laughs> i told you no <laughs> <laughs> that's his unusual skill we're gonna x Maybe out he's joking and he's, he's probably like, joking no. nope oh Whoa. luke luke we like luke we love luke i'm weirdly attracted to great laughs i have one of those Oh yeah, <laughs> my mom hates my laugh. Just to be, just to give you guys context, my mom consistently runs up to me at parties, interrupts my laughter, and tries to teach me how to laugh like a lady. Yes, 
Fuck you. Um, uh, thank you very much. I know many people who love my infectious laughter and oh, feel like laughing when I laugh. Them. Believe it or not, I speak three languages. Luke, you are in the winning. Wow. What is this? How old is Luke? Luke is... And what is he doing? Let's see. He's a... <laughs> Luke's a writer at Self-Employed. That is a code for Luke is out of work. Yep. And he sometimes smokes cigarettes and he doesn't smoke pot. Um... Here's my thing. I love pot, and it's not that I don't want to date anyone who doesn't smoke pot, but if you feel the need to put it on your profile, I feel that there's the chances that you're going to be judgmental and close-minded about things like that are pretty high, and it's not about me needing you to get high. It's about who you are and how you've adjusted to the current landscape of, of Let's society. Let's one more and... Okay, fine. What a dog. Yeah, the dog's great. This is no. <laughs> Chris is a no. My most, hold on. My most controversial opinion is that we should abolish the police and replace them with a system of community policing that actually addresses the root of the issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, He's he so woke. Okay. Oh, oh, he speaks Mandarin. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I actually really actually, love his beard. Not a bad face. I actually but really like no. his face. Oh, he has a German Do you think shepherd. that anyone in the Republic Party can be... Whoever... As a German Shepherd, a good person. It's puppy. It's great. Um, he sounds really super good. political, though. Yeah, yeah, so you don't want anybody. He said you should not political. go out with me if you think that anyone in the Republican Party can be saved. I what kind know. of self-righteous bullshit is that? Saved from what? And the Democrats yeah. are assholes too. Please, everyone, get real. Get fucking real. That's a nice boy. One more and we're done. David. David? David is cute. This feels like a Jewish boy where his mother... I met him in the grocery store and his mother was like, My David would be perfect for you. It's okay. (laughs) David could be perfect for you. You should leave a comment if... You can find the funny in any situation and are as comfortable watching Netflix over Thai food as you are dressing to the nines and walking a red carpet. David, does that mean you're taking me on the red carpet? Yes. He's a yes. producer okay. and a SAG actor. Okay. You're so official, David. So, you meet David. I think I want to meet David. Yes. He doesn't do drugs. He doesn't smoke cigarettes. Yes, he he does like drink. Okay. He has How much? He has a nephew. How That's much? <laughs> How much you want for this one? Two 30, glasses of He's wine. 38. Very good. Very he's good. 38. That's not bad. Two okay. truths and a lie. I went to space camp. I was competitive swing dancer. Ooh. And I like Hawaiian pizza. Okay. I'm going to say okay. that I like Hawaiian pizza as a lie and that the other two interesting things are true. Okay. So we're done. For today, it's way too many men to meet. Something that's a non-negotiable for me is a dog will steal my attention faster than an actual alien landing in front of me. The puppy needs pets and to be my oh, friend. I love him. And I can't help it. I just really love him for this. Oh, I love that too. David and I are going to go out if he likes me back. He will For sure. Okay. All right, we're cutting. right so many dogs so many men so little time like what you heard today subscribe and review at spotify or apple podcasts and tune in next time to catch up on some of my quarantine romance shenanigans catch bonus content on instagram by following at you.can.do.better.podcast 
and DM us with your own stories or questions. I'd love to hear them. And remember, you can always do better. Until next time. Thank you.